Hey, everybody. Welcome to the REI Dad podcast. First live podcast. I am definitely going to butcher this. Um, you would not believe how many times I edit um, before I put out a podcast episode, but I got my beautiful wife, Gabby, to help me out today. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, and so the, the reason for this particular live podcast is, is we're talking about building a real estate business with your spouse. Um, this kind of got stemmed from a video that you and I put out, uh, was it last week? Yeah. Last week about, you know, setting boundaries and routines and, and the struggles of working with, uh, your partner, uh, when you have a business. And so I wanted to kind of continue on with that conversation, but I also wanted to bring another power couple in who, who live and breathe, you know, real estate and that's Larissa and Brian Banks. So, uh, I just want to welcome you guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Javi. Always a pleasure. <laughs> um, so, you know, Brian's already been on the show before, and that was fantastic. Great interview. Um, I don't want this episode to necessarily be an interview. I want it to be more of a discussion. So, um, you know, we're opening up the comments. You know, I know there's a few people watching right now. Um, if you get involved, ask questions, um, we're, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be discussing the routines and, and the strategies and the things that we put in place to kind of live a fulfilling life while still, you know, building a really big business and, 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 you know, living our vision. So, um, during that video, I actually, towards the end, I cut off Gabby. Gabby was like, just tearing a <laughs> hole into me. Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> and I, I promised her I'd let her continue real. on. <laughs> yeah. We uh, can't pretend that it's all easy because it's not. So just go get not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so actually, before we kind of go back into that, maybe, you know, everybody knows we've done an interview with Brian, but Larissa, did you want to introduce yourself as well and tell everybody sure. who you are? Sure. My name's Larissa. I'm Brian's wife. Um, I am a realtor as well as Brian and I have our uh, real estate investment portfolio. So um, I deal more so with the tenant side of things, um, coordinating move-ins, move-outs, finding um, tenants, filling our vacancies. And he's uh, labeled as our maintenance man. Um, we have a son, a son, his name is Asher. He's turning two here soon. And that's us kind of in a nutshell. Brian, has anything changed since you were on the podcast 12 months ago? Oh yeah, lots has changed. I mean, this life, I mean, it. Uh, as much as we try to slow down and enjoy it, it's uh, very fast paced and, and moves quickly, right? As you guys mm -hmm. know. Um, but you touched on something there, Wayne, at the beginning um, that really resonates is, you know, with the fulfilling life. And this is, you know, about living a fulfilling life and enjoying that journey. Uh, right. So, you know, it's it's about real estate and business supporting our life and not necessarily being our life. Um, yes, we do. You know, eat, sleep, breathe. Real estate kind of seems 24 seven, but um, we try to have fun and enjoy the process in the meantime yeah work hard and play hard we're always you know well pre-covid traveling and you know having plans with our friends and doing things and it's you know real estate is a really good way to live life because it just you can mix it all in you know if you're on a vacation and you know you have a tenant issue you know the power of technology cell phones having some people on the ground really good key contacts part of your team um to help you manage and let that business function efficiently and smoothly mm -hmm. so, uh, one thing that, that you touched on gabby was, oh getting some feedback 
Uh, one thing that you touched on, Gabby, uh, in, in that video that we released was was talking about setting boundaries. And, you know, it's actually something we talked about a little bit, but never really went all that deep into it. And and after after we did that video, it, it, it kind of made me think about it a little bit more. So if you want to kind of go back on to what you were kind of referring to when you referred to, you know, creating boundaries in a relationship. Yeah, so um, for us, I guess in the beginning of when we, um, you know, created our business and started working together, um, we didn't have any sort of, we didn't know what that was going to be like and what that was going to look like in our relationship and for the business and stuff. So for us, um, for lack of better terms, it was a shit show. And it was like you said, live, sleep, eat, everything, real estate, and also with a baby. And, and you know, like... Um, it, it's hard, like it can break down a marriage. It can like, you know, like I remember in those early days, like there's a lot more fighting than there is now. And we finally started to figure things out. And so one thing that I really learned and I wish I learned a lot sooner, but it wasn't until we started kind of, um, you know, getting some coaching and doing some personal development and stuff that you realize that there needs to be boundaries and that um, there needs to be personal boundaries as well as boundaries that you set together of, you know, like what you want it to look like in your lives. But as well as like for me, I had to set a lot of personal boundaries because I wasn't communicating how I was feeling and what those boundaries would mean to me. I was just getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, why is yeah. he doing these things that are driving me crazy? But I wasn't communicating them. I wasn't setting the boundaries. So that for us, that was huge, that realization and setting them for myself and then also having that discussion together and setting, you know, um, boundaries on how we're going to run the business together um, made a huge difference for us. Um, can you guys relate to that? Does that resonate? A hundred percent. And I just have to say, Gabby, in your little like um, video before your coffee comment about Wayne not bothering you before you had coffee. <laughs> boundaries like could not be I think they're just the most important um maybe after communication but it is so important to have boundaries because like imagine if you were working in an office with those office people 24 7 like you know Brian's brain's always turning and he always is coming up with ideas and he probably could talk real estate 23 out of the 24 hours of the day 24. <laughs> oh, but for me, I, I like to with you 100%. I need those personal boundaries, you know. Um, lots of times it was, you know, I'm, say, watching my show and I'm decompressing from the day and Brian comes in and has these ideas and, you know, expects me to, like, jump in wholeheartedly and, like, hash this issue out right then and there. And I was the same way as you. I was getting, like, really frustrated and that seeps into your marriage because you're living together and working together and um totally setting boundaries of when you're going to work when you're not going to work cell phones were huge for us like we have a thing to be present with our son no cell phones between five and seven i mean there's exceptions there you know if i'm working an active deal or brian has something on the go it's all ebbs and flows but you know majority of the time to be present for our family Mm hmm. And, and if, if I may, I'd love to defend Brian because I know exactly I know exactly how he feels. And this is something we talk about a lot. And it's that there's nothing wrong with what Brian's doing. Like he's the, he, every every relationship, every couple needs someone who's got the ideas that's going to push and that has the, the audacity to, to do something that's out of the regular. And 
I go to events sometimes and Brian will be there and I'll come home and be like, I talked to this person. I got this thing going on. Blah, 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 blah. And then I get home and she's like, and it's, it's like, it sound home, as good. Oh, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. So you bring home that really cool drawing to your mom. And she's like, that's, that's nice, honey. And like, it, it, it just, it makes you feel like garbage. And then you put your head down and you go storm into your room. And then that beautiful idea that the thing that could have created, you know, something amazing, it kind of, sets you off track you lose that that drive and it's hard to it's hard to to go out and do it when you don't have someone enthusiastic not to say there's anything I'm, I'm i wasn't pointing that at you but it's something that i think there's a lot of things that we need to focus on as couples in business that we each have our needs and at the same time we do need our boundaries as well right yeah yeah and it's i mean it comes down to alignment right i mean when we feel like that way like we're we're just trying our best right you know and we're all we're all excited and all that but you know it's important to have the partner that supports us and mm -hmm. vice versa support them and support each other together um you know going back to alignment like it is so important and critical to be on the same page as your spouse if you're going to take this business on uh together as a uh, as a you know married couple you need to be on the same page or else it simply will it not work doesn't. it doesn't work so sounds cliche it comes down to the fundamentals of you know communication communication is is so huge um and you know we we kind of have uh separate businesses on our own but and also together right so larissa is a realtor full-time i'm a real estate investor full-time and we have you know have to give ourselves that time and freedom to take on our own business but together i mean we manage our growing real estate portfolio um, and that's where we mostly work together in business, um, you know, managing the portfolio. So they don't, they don't really warn you, for this. They don't warn you about this stuff when you're first starting out. Can you hear me fine? Yeah. 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 They don't really warn you about this stuff when you're first starting out. It's more about just getting doors and collecting pins and that kind of stuff, which is totally fine. But if you're not prepared for it and you go in blind, a lot of people, they, they start to react. You know what I mean? They react to what happens and, and, and I wish I would have, I wish we would have taken coaching much sooner. Had I known about this, I, I would have definitely done it. Um, but I, I do see a lot of people struggling with it. It's trying to struggle to get their partner on board. And, and if they are on board, trying to get them to be supportive. Um, do you guys want to rewind a little bit back to, let's rewind back to like pretty much when Brian and I met. I remember we went out for lunch with Rami Noel. And that was just after you had kind of left your job or left your your sole focus of being you know a carpenter and then join becoming a, a real estate investor what was that like in your house in that new dynamic of being a full-time investor larissa being a realtor new baby no baby yet not, that yeah, didn't no. asher wasn't like, brian tells the story well so well, pass the baton to him it was so it wasn't by choice i didn't i didn't leave my job i got i was laid off mm. so so my hand was dealt right the, car, the, the cards were yeah i was i was working um actually as a project coordinator i am a carpenter by trade um but, but at that time from 2012 uh to 2017 i was a project coordinator up north on uh, in oil and gas on the industrial uh, site so so after five years of that i i was laid off and so mm -hmm. it kind of forced me into uh doing this full time um which was you know was the plan for a while and was planned for a while um it was the push he needed but i married an unemployed guy because it was one week before our wedding oh my god i was laid off one week before our wedding yeah so yeah. <laughs> wow so larissa made an un uh, married an unemployed man 
and uh and then of course we had our honeymoon plan so we were off to thailand for a month and the rest is kind of history you know it was it was kind of on that trip formulating you know the action steps and what we're gonna do when we get back and you know the path forward right like that's we did a lot of that planning and figuring you know because the heart the hands were dealt the the your back was against the wall and you had to, to move forward right so sometimes that's a blessing in disguise and, and mm-hmm. can be the best thing for people right yeah. um so but we got back from uh, our honeymoon hit the ground running bought a property within a month and we still hold that property today it, we sweeted it brian fully renovated it and you know that was just the budding start of our portfolio so from the day we got married until now it's grown substantially and that's I think solely due to Brian, you know, getting a little push, you know, most people would think the layoff negative, but here it really turned into a positive because he was able to live out his dream of being a full-time real estate investor. And, you know, in terms of uh, building our portfolio, that's a lot of Brian, like he's the one, you know, yes, I'm the realtor, I help him find some things, but he does a lot of off-market stuff and um, managing it's one thing, but actually building it and actively um, creating that. I commend him for mm-hmm. without the help and support of the one and only. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's possible to do it without your partner. I think it's way too much. Yeah, I think it's way too much. I don't think it's possible to do it without your partner. I think it's way too much, and as well, not so much as like the the to do list, but more so about like you get you get shit on a lot. There's, it's not a whole lot of good days and we, and we, we celebrate the good days because they don't come very yeah. often, but yeah, when you're sit on, you need someone to be able to talk to, yeah. right? And even a, a shoulder to cry on. Sometimes, right? Sometimes that's what you need. Cause when it's ugly, it's ugly. It can be nasty when it's good. It's good. I mean, this real estate game is not just set it and forget it. It's, it's not buy a house, you know, put tenants in it and, and leave it alone. This is, mm-hmm. you know, when you grow and have you know the portfolio like it's for both of us it's it's active enough just managing that alone yeah you know we're not at the point where where we hire professional managers we take care of the management so you know there's through covid we had six vacancies yeah that's a lot of work (laughs) and that's a lot of work yeah i mean so there's that you know it's not for faint of heart side of it where six vacancies it's all of a sudden like oh crap like you got to get this filled right um you, you know as well as anybody if if there's you know the the tenant or the client uh if there's no client you have no business there's no mm-hmm. income right? it's all expenses and who covers that so you know we really had to work together yeah so so after that when you got that first property you were heavily involved in the renovation right at the very least project management yeah oh yeah a lot of, a lot of long hours tons of long hours yeah i mean uh I'm a carpenter by trade. I mentioned that, right? And had a, uh, you know, past general contracting business, working long hours. And this is, you know, it's it's now is acquisition mode. Now is time to build. You know, we have time on our side. We're young. We're energetic. We have, you know, we can. Now's the time to do it. So we put in, you know, ten good years right now, and the rest of, you know, we'll thank ourselves later, right? Yeah. So how did you guys maintain that that chaos? So. Being in the middle of a very extensive renovation, adding a secondary suite, all the while still trying to maintain your home. Looking back, Wayne, to be honest, I feel like it was easier then, but I think, I guess, hindsight's twenty twenty. 
throwing a child into the mix, it's all mm. the more crazy. You know, yeah. you have schedules, you have routines that you need to keep, you know, you want to be present. So, you know, it was nothing for Brian and I to, you know, either have an early dinner one day or, you know, not to be together for dinner. But when you bring a child into the picture, you want family dinners, you want, um, you know, bedtimes together, structure, routine. So I feel like that was a big shift. And with the business I'm in, I wasn't able to take a quote unquote maternity leave. I, I had some help, but, um, you know, it was, it was a big adjustment. And I feel like in the last two years since Asher's um, been born, we've actually progressed the business ahead more than we were when it was just him and I. Yeah. Big back yeah. when Asher was born, um, he was born August, August 12th. And we took possession of a property on August 7th. So just before he was born and we also took possession of a property that September, like a month after. So like we look back and we're like, what, you know, how did, how do we do it? But um, I, I think it comes back to the communication. So. And I just want to touch on that. Sometimes when you're in it and like things are going on and you're frustrated or whatever may be happening, the busyness of it, you know, you're feeling stress or under pressure and then you fast forward two years and we look back and we're like oh yeah we did that like that's crazy and it kind of seems easy looking back at it it's when you're in the thick of it to simple you know, not easy simple okay. not easy yeah. yes but when you're, in, when you're looking back to just pat yourself on the back and say okay like we've done this once we've done this twice it's yeah. you know this is the routine each time we're getting better and better and to just you know keep those blinders on keep your focus, go forward and know that you can do it. And each time you're getting better. Yeah, Wayne likes to do that a lot. He likes to look back and be like, remember even just last year when like these like three huge events happened that we had to get through and like, remember how we got through it. But I think that's a huge part of that is of what makes it easier is the growth that comes from that. Yeah. And because you're growing and you're learning and you're adapting and you're doing new systems and and then you're also celebrating those successes so that um, the next time it comes up, it's nice to remember. It's like, okay, we're in the thick of it. We have this like either really hard situation or really crazy, busy or whatever it is that we need to get through. But remember last year when like these three things have all happened at the same time and we got through it and remember yep. we grew from it and we learned from it and we came out the other end with the results that we wanted from it. Yeah. And so it's nice to be I able to back and remember that and then be like okay we can do this like we, yeah. we're a lot stronger exactly. than you think <laughs> well, we can what handle. you know what i'm thinking is like i love it i love the human spirit i love the entrepreneurial spirit and you know it's uncomfortable right but that's what stretches you that's what grows you and and just out, outside of that comfort zone and just on the other side of that discomfort is you know what you're looking for or what you're after and you keep pushing for if you're focused on that and keep going for it you know and mm -hmm. eventually it comes and so that's rewarding and then you celebrate right you got to celebrate that stuff it's not easy to get there <laughs> you have to you have to otherwise it's just a drag every day yeah. every day um you guys touched on structure and routines i want to get back to that but uh chris powell asked the question and uh yes what were some of the most critical boundaries you set that helped the most only if you want to share um yeah. 
Gab, do you want to start off with some of the boundaries that, that you set? Because you seem like you had a lot to say in that video. Uh, and then maybe we'll go to you guys after. Well, I think that we probably share a very critical boundary. And I know that because we kind of touched on it earlier. But um, Chris, you might have missed our video and other people might have missed the video from last week. And honestly, the most critical boundary that I set was that Wayne wasn't allowed to call me in the morning on his way to work at 6 or 7 a.m. and dump on me. And I, I don't mean dump. I don't mean like he was like yelling at me or anything, but like dumping all of his like thoughts and stuff going on and ideas and what's going on for the day and all that kind of stuff. So uh, pre-COVID, Wayne worked full, pretty much five days a week and was often gone by six or seven in the morning. And he'd usually have about an hour long drive. So on that hour long drive, he'd like pretty much get into his van drive for like 10 minutes and then 10 minutes later my phone's ringing and I would for five six years every morning I would pick up that phone call and I'd be pissed off and I'd still be trying to make my coffee and I'd have Everly crying or wanting my attention or whatever it is and just trying to get through that phone call and then Wayne would get angry when my attention wasn't there because Everly's wanting my attention and it was like these these mornings from hell but I answered that call every morning and I toughed through it every morning but that built up resentment and it and and I'd be angry every time the phone rang and that's how I'd start my morning but I never communicated that to him it was just kind of like a normal thing and so I think it was just late last year that or maybe even early this year that Krista uh Krista Hope I've been doing a lot of coaching with her she's amazing um, she was like, one of the main things that kept coming up when her and I talked is that I'm really bad at setting boundaries in every aspect of my life. I don't have, I've, I'm not a good boundary setter. So, yeah. she's, so we're working through kind of like, um, Wayne and I were having on a call with her one time and she's like, okay, well, like, what are some, like, what are some boundaries that we can set? And like, what are kind of, we're talking about some things that like kind of break down. And I brought that up and she's like, well, do you need to answer that call at seven in the morning? And I'm like, no. And she's like, what would happen if you just didn't answer the call? And I was like, he's kind of, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you call answer it. And he's like, so then she's like, so then you need to set the boundary that, you know, how about Wayne doesn't call you until, well, what do you think is a good time that he could call you? She's like, do you think like maybe nine or 10? And I'm thinking like, yeah. I'm showered. I've gotten Everly off to school. I've sat down at my computer. I've had my breakfast. I'm sorting out my day. That's a great time for us to talk. And she's yeah. like, Wayne, would that work for you? And he's like, mm, I guess so. Like, <laughs> And then wait, uh, Gabby sees the six, six missed calls from Wayne and thinks something's going on. <laughs> yeah. And, and since then, like, wow, what a different start to the day. Yeah. And, and also, I think it's only been one time that I have actually, he's called before then and I ignored the call. But oh. it was only once, and he didn't call back. He waited until I returned his call. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in that space, right? You're getting in that space to yeah. receive the, the the brain dump from Wayne, right? Yeah. yeah. And for Wayne, like, he was just, he, that's when he started his day. He's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm off to work. I'm in work mode now. But I wasn't yeah. there yet, and it was just the lack of communication, saying, like, hold on. I'm I'm still amongst all this chaos going on here. Don't call me yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, we're just clearly communicating that. And to this day, that is the most important boundary that has been set that has really changed our communication and our 
relationship and how the day goes. Yeah. And yeah. How you got to play, it, it, I can see smiles. Do you guys relate? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can. So definitely the coffee rule in the house is one thing too. Like let me, Brian's an early guy. So he's normally up first person in the household. And for me, it's, yeah, let me get my coffee. Let my get, get my own thoughts going before, you know, I walk down that hallway, he's at the kitchen table and he wants to tell me everything that, yeah, he's been doing in the morning or what we can do or his thoughts he's had. Um, but it's not only morning. For me, it's also evening. So there's some days in real estate, you know, you have four or five clients on the go. You're out and about. I live, breathe real estate. And I just want to come home and like sit with my husband and have a glass of wine, not my business partner. And so, you know, it, it took me a while seeing Gabby of feeling that frustration and just like, ugh, like I'm just, can we not talk about this right now? But you really do have to like search inside of you of what is bothering you and communicate that, um, you know, and we still deal with that day in and day out because sometimes you need to discuss something. But sometimes it's just nice to say, hey, like, can we just be husband and wife here, friends, like not business partners, not talking about tenants, not talking about leaky washers, whatever the case may be, and connect as husband and wife. Because sometimes that gets pushed to the wayside and you forget your husband and wife first, then parents, yeah. then business partners. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, a, that's a big reason why we started doing coaching was because um you know we weren't really running into any problems yet but i knew that it was eventually going to become a problem because th there was there was going to be a boiling point where yeah. it was like as you continue to grow i mean one two three properties you're okay as you start yeah. getting up around eight nine ten that's when the stresses like really start to boil yeah. and something's going to give it's either going to be your yeah. business it's going to be your relationship and nine times out of ten it's going to be your relationship because you don't put as much energy into that you're, you're so focused on, yeah. on real estate and your business and growing that you don't realize you're not spending time with your kid or giving, you know, your wife a hug when they, when they really need one. Um, and, and, have to sacrifice, yeah. Yeah. and, and, and a lot of the, a lot of the uh, characteristics that make me successful, well, I'm trying to be humble, but like that make us successful, um, you know, we try and add those into our personal relationship too. Like no excuses, just go, go, go. And then if you, sometimes you really do need just to slow down and be, connect emotionally with your with your with your partner right um yeah, yeah. I, I, I lost my train of thought what was it going no, that, that's a great question there chris um because i know you you and jen there are going through a lot of the same and can relate to that right and i know you got kids too so um interesting interesting to see how different you know different couples navigate through it right mm -hmm. it's uh mm -hmm. it definitely is a challenge and so let, let's go back to routines um, you know, a lot of people ask about what routines, what's your structure look like? Um, because over time, you know, you do just kind of, it's, you just figure it out, but eventually, you know, like you guys said, you look back and, and, and it's, it's a lot more structured now, right? So what kind of routines did you guys put into place, um, to make sure you guys are, are, are putting the, the appropriate amount of attention to each category of your life? Yeah, for sure. Again, since having Asher, we've structured our lives much more because before uh, we both work out of our home so both have our home office here but with asher we've definitely structured things um a little bit more kind of hourly to get that routine well, but sorry especially with covid because we we don't have oh, care yeah. with asher right now um, we oh, had him going oh. in day home 
um, but we have not felt comfortable enough to continue with that yet. So the last four months, it's you know been at home. It's been wild. Yeah, it's just wild. Uh, but we're fortunate. Um, you know, there's parents out there that are working from home and and had to homeschool from yeah. home like that. I couldn't imagine that. And you know, I know we know some people like that. Or they have to work like a nine to five office job, whereas you know we can push, we can make our own schedule and, and timing. So typically how we do it is we wake up in the morning and we have our coffee meeting. So we each sit down with a cup of coffee, go over the day, um, sometimes outlook two, three days um, in a row, talk about essentially right now, where's Asher gonna be? Is he coming with one of us or one of us home? Um, you know, is a grandparent able to watch them? So it's really, getting a handle on what we need to accomplish that day, what we would like to accomplish yeah. and um, who's watching our son while we do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's as far as routines and rituals and, you know, things like that go, that, that is a non-negotiable for us. We, we have that family meeting um, every single morning, you know, not a set time, but between eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Um, that's, you know, we discuss our life daily, weekly, monthly, you know, at that time. And that's what, that's our synced calendar. We're not, you know, with the sync. That's our synced calendar and how we, we align our lives together. So it seems to work for us and it does. So we keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's our time too. We also divvy up tasks. So if he knows something needs to be done with a tenant, that's normally something I handle. We talk about it that day. If there's a maintenance issue or I got to send him out on a call, that's where he gets that information. So um, we also email each other. <laughs> Uh, which is really helpful because sometimes during the day you're out and about and, you know, Gabby, you say the, the phone call, sometimes it's just inconvenient or I'm with clients and, um, and email works great because just like if you're in an office, someone doesn't come barging into your office and says, Hey, I need this done. They send you an email. So that is another boundary that um, we've been utilizing more and more and it's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I think that a couple of things that really um, changed and helped for us in our routines is um, we really had to think about where our time was landing. And so there was things like, because, so Everly goes to school. She, well, she was in day home and then daycare and then junior kindergarten. And now she's actually currently at summer camps during the oh. week. So um, we've been fortunate that I do have that time at home by myself, but we had to figure out how that worked like. So I'd go pick her up and then I'd come home and we'd be trying to do dinner and it would just be chaos. And then next thing you know, it was her bedtime. And I was feeling kind of like a bit of resentment there that I wasn't getting the time I needed with her and that sort of thing. So we had to figure out where our time was going. And like a couple of things that we um, implemented over the past two years was things like meal prepping so that when it came, you know, go pick up Everly, get home and we just have dinner ready. It would already be there. We'd have to warm it up and we'd be ready to have dinner together. Because our health, it still is to this day, is, is taking uh, the back seat because of the fact that, you know, 4.30 comes along. You're like, oh, it's going to take an hour and 15 minutes to cook this. You won't be able to eat until like six o'clock. And then we get already right, time for this. And then you're like, screw it. Just order pizza. And it's just so easy um, to just take the easy path. So, yeah, we had to do meal prepping. Otherwise... Um, mm -hmm. Something is always going to give. And in that circumstance or that situation, it's it's our health. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also things like during the day we had to figure out like, 
okay, well, you know, like the lawn needs to still get mowed and the house needs to still get cleaned. So we started off by like setting aside like specific days of the weeks, so like this afternoon will be like lawn cutting day or like whatever, you know what I mean? And so then yeah. like we started like realizing like how much of a schedule that was taking away from us, like we started deciding to, okay, we can hire somebody to cut our lawn for 30 bucks a week. And that gives us an entire afternoon because, you know, once you get the mower out and you get all the yeah. stuff in the yard and blah, 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 there's your whole afternoon. So yeah. we started having to like think of those things that how, how can we be most productive in our days so that in the evenings we're most, we can be present, we can set the business aside and we don't need to be thinking about cooking dinner and mowing lawns and all those types of things. So it was a lot of those things that we had that took a lot of time to come around. It was like a full circle of like, we'll try this. That's oh, not really working. We'll try this. That's not really working. Oh, okay, here we go. And you find yeah. that routine, right? So yeah, lots of stuff like that. Um, and then even just bedtime routines for mm -hmm. Everly. It's like, it, it was always just a crapshoot of like who was available and, and yeah. kind of like who was less tired. And it would be like this fight of like, who's going to put her to bed. So like, split it up i take care of brushing her teeth and get in here in her jammies and wayne puts her to bed and that's what we expect and know but we had to communicate that right yeah, yeah. divide so, and conquer yeah, yeah we do a lot of that. we do that we do that you know after dinner like one person cleans up dinner and the rest you know everything to do with dinner cleans up and one handles asher and the bath yeah. and the nighttime and mm -hmm. books and reading and get that routine going right so um you know we now we don't even have to say that we just know right? yeah um and yeah, as far as time savers, um, you know, we we do power hour, power hours that we do like with with the, the the daily, you know, or the you know weekly house, you know, duties that need to be done. We just kind of drop everything, fifteen minutes or half an hour or whatever it is. This is all we're gonna do. This is what we focus on, and let's concentrate yeah. on this and just hit hard, get it done, out of the way. And well, move even on. organizing the bomb of toys at the end of the day, like you take ten minutes and you put them away properly. Yeah. And like, it gives me such a sense of relief. Like even last night, our house, like with a two-year-old looks like a bomb went off. I had to run out to Stony Plain, show some houses. I came back and Brian had like cleaned up the toys and done the dishes and cleaned the island off. And like, I had to say, that is amazing. I love coming home to like this clean, calm environment because when there's toys and mess and chaos everywhere, I feel like, mm. oh, like something, something's gonna blow right away like oh my goodness um but Gabby one thing you mentioned was like the grass cutting and cleaning um whether you're in business with your spouse or not I think that it's a point of contention maybe at times and who's doing this and when are they doing it and how often and I can't say that communicating that more I mean COVID has thrown everything upside down but we kind of took the same approach too and and we got a cleaner and it was amazing for us there was no more you know bickering i like to add that one of our properties pay for yes yes cash flow from a property pays for our cleaning harnessing that power mm. of real estate so now this property eases my stress eases our marriage stress and your stress too i'm not nagging you and uh, our house is clean so yeah really that right there it's like wow we look back and the power of real estate be able to make that happen i i talk about every time you yeah <laughs> it's only me echoing it just must be that deep voice uh, <laughs> I, I i talk about getting control of your finances all the time and has nothing to do with real estate investing but that right there the cash flow right 
And if you think about how much does it really cost to, to hire a cleaner to come in once every two weeks, like monthly, it's like 200, 240 bucks. We pay 150. There you go. There you go. Um, so by getting a job, you know, you can, you can clear up, like get rid of all the subscriptions and stuff and focus on what's most important to you. And that might be cleaning. But the cool thing is, is that, yeah, it's hard. It's hard in the first four or five years because you don't have that great cash flow. You're still building things up. But I like to give people hope that as you come around that success curve, the cash flow starts coming in. You can start allocating that and freeing up more of your time. But the first five years, you, you really do need to put in time, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was incredible for us to come around. And it, same thing, like we were, were able now to hire a cleaner once every two weeks. And not and, even think about it. And not, yeah, not have to stress out about it and get the lawn cut or in the winter, the snow. Like, actually, I don't mind shoveling, but like those when it gets crazy for the week full of dumping on you to be able to like yeah. call out somebody to shovel the sidewalks. Like, yeah. and yeah. also to be able to invest like in yourself. Like for me, like now I'm able to hire a personal trainer and focus on my health and like all that kind of stuff. And it's like once you come around there and it's like, Oh, okay. The last, you know, five, six, seven years were a crapshoot, but now yeah. I'm starting to enjoy, like, to re reap the rewards of kind of everything that we've put in. Yeah. And that's such a yeah. huge full circle moment. You got to keep holding time, right? This is this is all long term stuff. You know, um, yeah. it's not time in the market. Time in the market. So it really takes at least five years to kind of round that curve to really start feeling those um, impacts or rewards you know, from real estate, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and when, when, especially when income producing properties or, or positive cash flow and properties can start covering some of your expenses, your life expenses, um, you know, that's a, that's a game changer. You know, totally. when, when properties can cover your cleaning, when properties can cover, we order chef's plate uh, three times, two, two times a well, week, two dinners, two three in COVID. you know, so a property covers our chef's plate for the week. You know, and that saves us time with cooking and grocery shopping and, you know, preparing it's everything. Basically groceries and a recipe yeah. that gets delivered to your um, door, which also forget like that it takes away what you're eating, a quick meal. But also for Brian, like there's no question of what's for dinner, right? Like Brian can go into the fridge. He I, can cook, like, can cook an it. amazing meal. And yeah. I don't have to be on the road like, okay, well, there's chicken. You need to defrost it. You can do it with this, this, this. You know, it, <clears> that was a huge thing that we did as well that alleviated some of the um i don't know i guess stress or yeah. to-do list one thing i'd like to touch on also this um is is accountability and kind of the the account of, like when it comes back to the communication and on our morning routine and ritual with with the, the family meeting um we know what we're setting out to accomplish in the day right larissa knows what i'm doing and i know what she's doing and and we almost, you know, we hold each other accountable for that. I mean, in, in this business, um, you hear a lot about accountability partners and, you know, accountability partner can, you know, someone there to make sure you're you know, doing the things that you say you're going to do um, is huge. Right. So, so the transparency for us, I mean, that comes back down to the communication again, being open and transparent, like right across the board about everything fully, like we share bank accounts. We like, there's nothing hidden Emails, and Facebook. we, we know, like she knows all my passwords for everything. She can go in and do anything I can do. So like, you know, and vice versa. Um, so that, you know, that builds a lot of trust, right? Um, trust, in yeah. is, is the trust and it really starts with the trust and the foundation 
to build, you know, otherwise it's going to be built on a house of cards and eventually it's going to come crumbling down. So you need that solid foundation. So it sounds like you guys got a really good handle. Actually, before I go into the next thing, I, I should, I should say, <laughs> I should say that a few people have commented in and, and Sean MP says, hi. And, uh, and Chris, Powell. I'll call you back right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Powell said, it's all right. It's a team effort. And, uh, Dominique, uh, Chouinard also said that, uh, Larissa, I feel like I'm listening to myself talking. Uh, <laughs> this is very relevant to many and I'm glad you're bringing this combo to life. So oh, thanks Dominique. Yeah. Um, awesome. Sam's here too. And, uh, Sam said, love it. A lot of great tips. Thanks guys. Um, yeah, it sounds like you guys have, you know, you've come around that corner and you got a really good handle on it now. Um, what do you guys, do you mind talking about your goals and what your vision is and what you guys are working on right now and, and, and what you'd like to get toward? Yep. For sure. Um, so as far as the portfolio goes, I mean, um, we have our chosen strategy. We have our chosen, you know, we have our chosen path within real estate investing, real estate investing. I mean, is an umbrella with lots of different avenues, right? So it's important to pick one, two at the most, but mostly one, focus on it, do it, repeat it, get really good at it, and repeat it, right? That's where you can do well. Um, so, you know, my focus is is income producing properties, cash flow and properties, which is for me in the residential space, uh, re residential space developing um, legally suited houses. So take a bungalow, convert it to a basement suite, and that's all I do. That's all I focus on. That's my specialties. That's my expertise. That's the only you know, I do a couple other little things, um, but mostly for building the portfolio, using that strategy of buy and hold uh, legally suited houses. They perform very well as rentals. Um, they're they're predictable. I, I have a good idea of what's going into them, what's going to come out of them, um, all in the front end before I even, you know, get to the end of a project. I have a good idea of what's going to come out in the end. Um, so that uh, building that up, I mean, we have some goals around that with, you know, you know, not just, you know, there's some monetary goals there. There's a certain, you know, monetary value that I want my portfolio to produce for me. And I'm not stopping until I get to that point kind of thing. Right. So he's determined. I tell you. I'm just going to keep doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to the freedom, right? The freedom, the, the, the lifestyle of having the choice, the options, the time, the time is the biggest thing to have, you know, it's a Wednesday afternoon and, you know, we're sitting here uh, having a conversation with you guys like that's We have the time freedom to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's really cool. So I think for goals, it's broken down. If we're just talking about portfolio, of course, Brian has his own um, kind of daytime job. I have my own daytime job. So there's yeah. separate goals there for us individually. But as a partnership, I think there goes two ways. Yes, monetary for cash flow. You know, Brian has this. Um, idea of this is what he wants our properties to produce for us but then there's also the acquiring the more doors so you know we've said four doors or four houses a year um, so that's eight doors or three houses six doors so there's definitely um, that push because if you don't have a number in sight or you're just kind of willy-nilly you don't really know what you're doing there's nothing driving that because it's easy to get caught up in one project, one house, but you always have to be doing this one as well as looking in the future. And, you know, with um, having other jobs, being parents, it's a lot going on. So goal setting is huge. And um, I think a lot good can come from it over time. Thank you. 
the compound effect, right? You know, every day, if you, if you know those goals and every day you do one small little thing that gets you closer to the world, and that actually makes the decision-making process much easier. Does it get me towards my goals? Yes or no? This is what he does all the time. It's simple. If it doesn't, then just don't do it. So yeah. we really tried to follow that. If it doesn't serve us or our life or the people that we're trying to build up around us, if it doesn't serve that, we don't do it. So, you know, one small thing, a little day, like that can, that can change the trajectory of your life, you know, a little bit today, but compounded over time and, you know, you're on your way, right? So important to stay focused on those things and, and knowing why you're doing it. I mean, that's foundational to business and real estate investing is why you're doing it. That's, I think that's, I think that's a terrific spot to uh, kind of start winding down because that is, that is exactly why we do it, right? Um, you know, before we kind of end things, did you guys have anything you want to leave everyone with? Any last, uh, last notes? I think for myself, if you are in business with your partner, whether it's real estate or whatever business, I think that um, communication is huge and really um, speaking up. So, you know, Gabby and I have both experienced this. You know, we don't really know why we're frustrated or why we're, you know, upset with our partner, but they're doing something to, uh, to annoy us. And without turning inwards and really recognizing that and then voicing it, and together finding a way to correct that, um, you know, it's just gonna go nowhere good. So communication again, right? If I'm doing something that bothers Brian, he has to be the one to communicate it to me and together we have to either set a boundary or come up with a different way. Um, it's not easy, but you know, you can have fun while doing it and it's worthwhile. Best business partner right here. <laughs> yeah, right back at you. I think some of my closing, wait, wait, Gabby, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I know, I know as, because I know that Wayne's trying to wind it down, but then Larissa, go, like, no, this is valuable <laughs> stuff. So many more, like the conversation can go in a million directions, right? So, That's yeah. exactly it. But she circled yeah. back to the communication and I brought something here just in case I didn't know um, if I would bring this in or not, but when we're talking about communication and we're talking about setting boundaries and, um, you know, like how to make that work in a relationship. Um, my coach, Krista, she had me read this book and I've now read it twice and I will read it many more times in my lifetime. And I think that every woman should read it. And I also don't think that it would hurt for a man to read it, but it's um, the queen's code. And it is, it helps you understand how men process things, how, what they're driven by, um, all those types of things. And it gives you um, insight and allows you to communicate better in language that speaks to them and language that um, feeds their needs and wants and all those types of things. So it really drives down to communication and just understanding and it's life-changing like larissa please read it if okay. if you it's something you're into and every woman like i i so strongly believe in this book and it is pivotal like i can i think that one could attest to this as well but like our relationship and our business relationship changed completely by implementing one of the things that i learned in this book never mind wow. it's wow entirety so it's very power, powerful to understand 
um, you know, what, what men in general are driven by and how you can communicate to that. And just as a quick example, men at their core are providers. And so if you can use the language that speaks to them of if they are to do something for you, what that provides you with, if you can communicate to them in that way, they all of a sudden want to provide that for you because they're providers. So instead of nagging at them to take out the garbage, take out the garbage, why haven't you taken out the garbage every week? Why do I have to remind you to take out the garbage? What is that providing for you when they take out the garbage? So it's just a different language. Um, but it works like it's okay. simple. Yeah. Simple Perfect. little things, right? I'm running out to chapters. Yeah. Right <laughs> I'm surprised that book's long, uh, thicker than one page. Yeah. <laughs> but no. here's the thing it also is that it's, it's kind of hard to get a hold of. You can't just go out and buy it. So if anybody is interested in tracking a copy down, let me know. I'll send you a link of where to order it online. It's send again, me the link. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. So I wanted to I wanted to get it in there, but go ahead. Yeah, Diana. great, sure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Um, I guess for closing, uh, for the couples out there, uh, I think a big, you know, some advice for me would be to find, uh, discuss and find out what your strengths and weaknesses are between the couples, um, and break down break down the strengths and weaknesses, and and you know, figure out your roles and responsibilities with within the business with you know, um, complementing your, each other's strengths and weaknesses. So, so I do certain things that Larissa just, you know, wouldn't do. And Larissa does things that I wouldn't do. Um, so that together, right. It's the divide and conquer, right. Where you're, you're complementing each other and that's pretty powerful. Um, the other thing maybe would be to get clear on what you want. Um, and have those tough conversations. Go. Don't be afraid. Like, I think Sometimes it's, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to get into a deep, heavy conversation. And I know I just said I like to come home and talk with my husband, but sometimes you do need those deep conversations to catapult you to the next level and really hone in and focus of where, where are we going? How are we going to get there? Yeah. What needs to change or what doesn't need to change? Yeah. Recalibrate, recalibrate that course, right? Make sure you're staying on the right track. So reverse engineering, right? Working backwards from what, where you want to go what you want to do so yeah. and then of course thank you guys so much always uh it's yeah. an honor um you know thank you for having us on here this is the first live real estate investor dad podcast my so first podcast. larissa's thank first you. podcast <laughs> you know this was this was fun just completely winging it having a conversation yeah you know just hanging out so um yeah it was uh we enjoyed it and thank you so much and thank we, you guys and uh there, sorry, there's some heavy hitters on this uh, this guest list that you have, Wayne. You guys, in the last year, you guys have, leap, uh, you know, grown leaps and bounds. So we love what you're doing, um, and you know, just an honor to be uh, a guest on your your podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on, um, Julia Gilmore. I will respond to that. She she was wondering what the title of the book. Was. Oh, it's the Queen's Code. And uh, thank you guys so much for being on and sharing all that. And thank you to the magpie in the background. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, was awesome. <laughs> well, there was a magpie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good day. Appreciate it.